When I open the door to greet you, that is where hospitality begins. When I venture out to bring you to shelter, that is where love begins. When I risk my comfort to ease your suffering, when I act against hatred, violence, and injustice, that is where courage begins. When I experience, when we, sorry, when we experience the full presence of each other because of our shared humanity and because of our differences, that is where holy gratitude begins. May this space be a table that is not complete until all are welcome. May this table be a space of beauty where together we create a series of miracles and all that we share is sacred. May it be so. Our opening song will be introduced by Susan Rattan. It is one of three from our Teal hymn book that we will share today. You are about to hear the song Everything Possible for the second Sunday in a row, which is a complete accident, of course. I decided to keep with my plan for this song because its words are so beautiful. A parent is talking to their child, telling them they can love anyone their heart chooses. The song ends, you can live by yourself, you can gather friends around, you can choose one special one, and the only measure of your words and your deeds will be the love you leave behind when you're gone. I went online to try to track down the man who wrote that song, Fred Small, to get his permission to use it in our service. What I discovered was that Fred Small is today a Unitarian minister. His congregation's just outside Boston and he was happy to share his wonderful piece. He also helped me reach someone connected with the version of the song that I wanted to play, one recorded in 1990 by The Flirtations, a gay male a cappella singing group. The Flirtations only lasted a decade until 1997. They were hit hard by the AIDS epidemic in fact, the lead singer you're going to hear was dead three years later in 1993. But Reverend Small helped me to contact John Arterton, who was the driving force behind the flirtations. Arterton is today music director of the UU Church in St. Petersburg, Florida. Again, he was very helpful. So when you listen to this special song, Know that its UU roots and its roots in the gay pride movement are very deep. We have cleared off the table, the leftovers saved, washed the dishes and put them away. I have told you a story and tucked you in tight at the end of your knockabout day. As the moon sets its sail to carry you to sleep over the midnight sea. Well, I will sing you a song no one sang to me 
may it keep you good company. You can be anybody that you want to be. You can love whomever you will. You can travel any country where your heart leads. And no, I will love you still. You can live by yourself. You can gather friends around. You can choose one special one. And the only measure of your words and your deeds will be the love you leave behind when you're gone. Some girls grow up strong and bold. Some boys are quiet and kind. Some race on ahead. Some follow behind. Some grow in their own space and time. Some women love women, and, and some men love men. Some raise children, and some never do. You can dream of a day never reaching the end of everything possible for you. Don't be rattled by names, by taunts or games, but seek out, seek out spirits spirit's true. If you give your friends the best part of yourself, they will give the same back to you. that you want to be. You can love whomever you will. You can travel any country where your heart leads. And know I will love you still. yourself. You can gather friends around. You can choose one special one. And the only measure of your words and your deeds will be the love you leave behind when you're Our reflection today is by our own Susan Rattan, 
a writer who has enjoyed exploring the archival documents of our congregation. Her talk today is called Our Gay Rights Commitment. One of the unique strengths of our Unitarian community is the strong committed people it attracts. It's no accident that most of Edmonton's raging grannies in recent years belong to the city's two UU congregations. When I look back at how the Unitarian Church of Edmonton became a leader in embracing gay rights, I see that it's the courageous, uh, sorry, I see that it's the courageous and committed individuals who made the difference. First among them, the late Stan Calder. Calder was a school teacher and a gay man at a time when being a gay man could be a scary and lonely thing. Although the federal government under Pierre Trudeau had in 1969 scrapped the law that made homosexuality a crime, it remained for years something that most people hid from the world. I found a handwritten poem in our archives that Stan wrote in 1979, a very sad poem about a boy who grows up always feeling different, excluded, longing for his father's approval, but never getting it. We have come so far from those difficult days, but we must never forget how tough things were for gay people and still are for some. As some of you know, Stan went through a terrible personal situation in the early 1970s, and it was our minister, Rob Brownlee, who got him through that crisis. Stan repaid the kindness many times over. He not only came out as a gay man at a UCE church service in 1972, but he inspired the congregation to make gay rights a central cause. I have found an amazing document in our archives. It's the minutes of the October 1973 meeting of the UCE board. In the, pre Wait a minute. in the previous two years, um, kind of 1971-73, the huge America UUA organization had embraced the gay rights movement and encouraged congregations to do the same. Our congregation took up the cause. At that 1973 meeting, the board approved a new committee that would and I'm gonna quote directly from the minutes. One, open avenues of commit communication between the church and gay individuals and organizations. Two, make known to gay people the position of the church regarding homosexuality. Three, make available the facilities of the church to the gay community. Four, encourage active participation and membership by gay people in the church. Five, provide information regarding homosexuality to the members of the church. And six, act wherever possible to end discrimination against homosexuality by members of the church. The motion was carried unanimously. What I love about it is that they didn't just say gay people are okay. 
they acted, they reached out to the gay community. In fact, the church started having Sunday night coffee hours where gay people could meet and talk and have some fun. And Reverend Brownlee started doing gay weddings. Just for context, the National United Church of Canada didn't approve a motion welcoming gay people and allowing gay ministers until 1988. And it was a controversial decision that cost the church a number of members. Today, many United Church congregations do same-sex weddings, but some do not. Similarly, some Anglican congregations do same-sex marriages, others do not. The issue has been a struggle for the Anglicans, whose National Synod in 2019 failed to pass a motion making same-sex marriage a part of canon law. The lay and clergy delegates at that synod strongly supported the motion. The bishops did not. The bishops wanted to leave the matter to individual congregations. The lay and clergy delegates issued a statement afterwards saying they were saddened and dismayed by the outcome. The Roman Catholic, as you know, is still officially suspicious of homosexuality and the evangelicals can be actively against it. Even in our congregation back in 1973, there was some pushback, but only by a few people. The commitment to gay rights stuck and partly that was Stan Calder, but also it was the minister, Rob Brownlee. He was deeply committed to the cause and became a speaker in gay rights issues. Um, we heard last night from a person who was part of that congregation that Brownlee went on the radio to debate a uh, passionately anti-gay um, cl clergyman from an evangelical church and that he did a really nice job and didn't get angry. He just stated our position. Others in the congregation also helped it with the effort. Ruth Patrick was a church chaplain in those years. She started doing gay weddings, particularly of female couples. Ruth told me recently that the gay women seemed to be passing her name around as someone who completely accepted them and who could do weddings. Ruth had one year when she did more gay weddings than all the other Canadian UU chaplains put together. She says that these women couldn't believe that a middle-aged wife and mother like herself so totally embraced them. When Anita Bryant, an American crusader against homosexuality, came to town in 1978, the Edmonton Unitarians were part of the protest march against her with our banner flying. Those banners still fly for the causes we believe in. This is the end of part one of my talk. Thank you, Susan. I certainly look forward to part two. Our next song is When the Spirit Says Do, number 1024 in our Teal Hymn Book. It is performed by Reuben Pyrenee, the music director of the UU Church in Brookfield, Wisconsin. <laughs> 
which is a bedroom community outside Milwaukee. Ruben recorded both piano and vocal at his home last year, so it's a pandemic musical offering. With mics muted, let's join in singing when the spirit says do. My name is Andrew Mills, and I have been your Canvas Chair for the past 14 years. My volunteer task is to create an estimate of our donation income for the annual church budget. To get that estimate, I'm asking you, our donors, to pledge your financial support to the church. 
Then at the end of March, I compile the pledges and prepare an income forecast for the annual general meeting. Your pledges directly influence the staffing and program levels in our church, so it's important that everyone submits a pledge. Our theme for this year's canvas is reemergence. We're inching closer to a time when we'll be able to reemerge from this pandemic, but we've had a few setbacks this year. By not holding services, we've not had any collection plate income. We have also lost rental income as the church building has been closed for many months. So I'm asking you, our donors, to pledge generously for our year of reemergence. Please help us financially to prepare our church for reemergence in the coming year. You can find a link to our electronic pledge form in the monthly newsletter and in the weekly emails during March. Note that if you're having difficulty with the form, you're welcome to phone me or send me an email. You can also find more details about this year's Canvas on the UC webpage. Go to uc.ca and click on the Canvas 2021 Reemergence banner to visit the Canvas website. Thank you to all our donors. I ask you to please return your pledge before the end of March to support the work of our church. Generosity is a spiritual practice, one that enlarges the heart and lightens the spirit. For no matter how much or how little we have, in the sharing of it, both the one who gives and the one who receives are blessed. We are a self-governing and self-supporting community. We rely on your donations to support our staff and to offer our programs. Now more than ever, we need your financial support please visit our website at uce.ca and click on Donate in the upper left corner to find the donation method that best suits you. For the month of March, we encourage you to also support the International Council of Unitarians and Universalists, the ICUU. Please visit their website for more information about them. You'll find a link to the ICUU page on our church homepage at uce.ca. And now, with mics muted, please join in singing hymn 402, From You I Receive. Hi, this is Susan again, part two of my reflection. Stan Calder continued to be a force for gay rights within the Unitarian Church for decades. When the UUA launched a welcoming congregation program in 1990 to encourage congregations to reach out to the gay community, Stan led workshops on this here and in UU congregations across Western Canada. In 1992, our congregation became the first in Canada to qualify as a welcoming congregation. Stan went on to become national CUC president and to receive the CUC's highest honor, the Knight Award. He died in 2008, age 74. 
When he died, the Edmonton Journal wrote an article about Stan. They quoted his best friend, Bill Brumbelow, who said that his friend embraced the Unitarian Church because it had been so welcoming to him. Brumbelow said, it was extremely important that he could be himself and be free to be himself. And if the Unitarian Church was built on that concept, then he was going to be part of it. Over the years, there have been so many powerful individuals in our congregation who have fought for LBGTQ rights. By the time I joined the church in 2001, its members included people like our wonderful Gordon Ritchie and so many others who found a home in this congregation. Some of the happiest married couples I know are same-sex couples. How wonderful is that? The first transgendered person I ever met was the amazing Evelyn Porter, who started coming to UCE in, I think, 2004. And you can see her picture on the slide. She was finding her way to her new identity as a woman, still quite fragile, but also a dazzling personality who captured our hearts. She joined the church board and led our first ever garage sale, which was a huge success. Evelyn donated racks and racks of vintage clothing from, our vintage, from her vintage clothing shop. A few years later, she married a devout Christian and switched churches, but we still love her. By knowing Evelyn, we got an idea of what it means to be trans, and that's a great gift. In recent years, UCE has been a genuine home for the GBLTQ community. The Prime Timers, a social group for older gay men, has been meeting in our building for 28 years and hopefully will again once the building opens after pandemic. The wonderful vocal minority choir, Edmonton's GBLTQ singing group, has practiced in our building for years and held an annual joint Christmas concert with our own Coriolis Choir. And of course, we co-sponsored drag shows for youth for several years. Many in the GBLTQ community have seen our church as a safe space for a long time. For many years, we have joyously marched in the Edmonton Pride Parade every June. We have earned our place there, or I should say, those who came before me have earned it. Our job now is to be worthy of that proud UCE heritage. Blessed be. Thank you, Susan. We really appreciate the work that you've done to put the service together. We begin our time of quiet meditation by listening to the music of North American flute. The song is called Breathe with the Trees and the flutist is Terry Mack of Spruce Grove. While we listen, we invite you to share your joys and concerns using the chat button at the bottom of your screen. Your joys and sorrows will be part of our po the, the posting of our service. If you would not like to have your joy or sorrow available to the public, then please indicate in the chat box with the prefix private and then your joy and sorrow. 
You may also send your joys and sorrows to candles at uce.ca. Where the music ends, I will read the message aloud for all to hear. The first candle that was lit this morning was by Yvonne, candle of concern for Helen's dad, Herman, who is close to death, and a candle of joy for Helen's positive progress with her head injury. Susan writes, candle of concern for some of my friends who are struggling with so much additional difficulty, cancer, depression, etc., on top of the isolation from COVID. Susan R. writes, many thanks to Michelle Vandermolen for helping us with our vaccines. Michelle, of course, is a member of our church. 
some celebrations in order. A message from Karen. Happy 98th birthday to Ruth Patrick. And thank you for all that you have done and continue to do. We love you dearly. Yes, indeed. A candle from Jeff. A candle of thanks for a bit of inspiration every Sunday morning. From Yvonne. Happy birthday, Ruth. You are an inspiration. Donna writes, a very touching, warm, insightful, and historic service. Susan, thank you. Maria writes, we received official notification on Monday that the Bennett Center, uh, where I worked for the past five years pre-pandemic, will not be reopening and uh, with the same programming. So that job no longer exists. We're sorry to hear that news, Maria. We wish you well. Fern writes, we were married at UCE in 1996. Fern Troop and Stephanie Madrill. Oh, that brings it, that gets me choked up. Uh, Lilius writes, thank you, uh, Susan, for reminding us of our history and to learn about it all makes us all proud. Corley and John write, Prayers to dear friend with serious illness. Another candle from Yvonne, a candle of concern for my only sister, Amy, diagnosed with cancer. Our thoughts are with you and with Amy, Yvonne. Jan writes, so thankful that many of us are getting vaccinated. Lilius loves this music. Ruth writes, uh, thanks, Stephanie and Fern, for joining us this morning, your 25th anniversary this year. Oksana, a candle of gratitude for my study cohort last week, uh, Ibrahim and Emily, who helped me explore Islamic faith traditions. Art writes, happy to see that I received my jab on Friday night. Gerard writes, remembering my beloved Stephen, the line, the only measure of your words and your deeds will be the love you leave behind when you're gone was particularly touching for me. For Stephen, the love he leaves behind is beyond measure. And Audrey writes, if I can see the bottom of this, one moment. Michelle Vandermolen Pater had her car stolen. So Allie Hammerton informs, which is a sad situation for someone who gives so freely to the community where she serves uh, with so much care. Yvonne writes, I think of you so often, Gerard, as many of us do. And a last celebration wish for Ruth. Happy birthday, Ruth. This is from Donna. You continue to have a well lived life. A year ago, the human race began to experience a health crisis unlike any previously experienced. I have been asked to light a candle for the lives that have been lost as a result of the pandemic and for those who mourn.
Now I light a candle for all the unspoken joys and sorrows held within the sanctuary of our hearts, and also for those who have yet to find a spiritual home where they can share their joys and sorrows. Yes, Dele. Our final song, Blue Boat Home, is a favorite of many of us. The man who wrote it, Peter Mayer of Minnesota, has been called one of the finest songwriters of the planet by Fred Small, whose own fine song, Everything Possible, was heard earlier in our service. With mics muted, let us join together in singing Blue Boat Home. Ocean 
night travel And the earth is my blue boat home The wide universe is the ocean I travel And the earth is my blue so enjoy seeing all you seeing all of you singing along it's a beautiful thing our final reading will be presented by Oksana Atwood earth teach me stillness as the grasses are stilled with light earth teach me suffering as old stones suffer with memory earth teach me caring as parents who secure their young Earth, teach me courage as the tree which stands all alone. Earth, teach me limitation as the ant which crawls on the ground. Earth, teach me freedom as the eagle which soars in the sky. Earth, teach me resignation as the leaves which die in the fall. Earth, teach me regeneration as the seed which rises in the spring. Earth, teach me to forget myself as melted snow forgets its life. Earth, teach me to remember kindness as dry fields weep with rain. Thank you, Oksana. Before we bring our time together to a close, I would like to recognize and thank those who have made this time possible. Our host and greeter, Jeff Pizantz, our slide volunteer and service recorder, Karen Valida, our board member, Brandy Moeller, our reader, Oksana, our breakout room person, Gloria Krenbrack, and of course, our own Susan Rutan for preparing the service this morning. Thank you also very much. As we extinguish the chalice, we share the closing words of Cynthia Landrum. We leave this gathered community, but we don't leave our connection, our concerns, and our care for each other. Our service to each other, to the world, and to our faith continues until we are together again, friends. So be strong, be well, be true, be loving. Blessed be. With mics muted, let's join in singing together, Carry the Flame. This concludes our worship service for this morning. Thank you so much all for being with us. Now is the time to take a short comfort break, get a cup of coffee or green tea, 
and watch our weekly announcements as they slide by. Particular excitement for today because I'm reading them. I know that's going to be quite a fantastic experience. I'm already so excited and beside myself. In a few moments, you'll be invited into randomly assigned breakout rooms for conversation and coffee or green tea. Uh, so bring a cup with you. Uh, you're welcome to hang out in your little breakout room, or you can always head back to the main room, which is where I will be. That's where even more excitement will be. Uh, in the meanwhile, if you are leaving us, thank you for being with us. And let us go forth to love and serve the world. Blessed be. So here's our first announcement. Help us to reemerge from our social hibernation canvas 2021. Please get your forms in. Uh, your pledge forms, you'll find information online uh, or in the newsletters that are posted as well. Did everybody know that Tuesday is Tuny Tuesday? Every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. You'll get some more information online. Come together and sing, chat, have a good time, social interaction. Committed Co-Creation is our next service. That's on March 21st. That will be led by Reverend Leanne, our interim minister. UCE Lunch Brunch, another invitation to socialize. And you'll find some more information in your newsletters or on the UCE website. Lunch and Learn. Reverend Leanne invites you to a little gathering on Zoom Wednesdays from noon till 2 p.m. That happens every week. And that looks like a good lunch. Okay, here's a really, really important one. I thanked all the wonderful individuals that helped us with our morning service. We would love to have more individuals sign up to assist us. Um, you can do as much or as little as you would like. Uh, you can contact the uh, Reverend Leanne or anyone in the church services committee. I'm the chair uh, of that particular committee. Uh, so we would love to see you sign up. Uh, you can read the chalice lighting, extinguishing a short reading of work. So please do, um, do consider signing up and uh, we would love to have you take part in our morning services. We will certainly help you through that and give you all the information that you need. Thank you in advance. Okay, what other church beside the Unitarians would have a service entitled What a Donkey Knows? Are you kidding me? Yes, we are Unitarian Universalists. Yes, our service is called What a Donkey Knows. Uh, Reverend Leanne is going to be leading that service. That's on March 28th. We renew our commitment by Susan, Suzelle Lynch. I'll just read this out. Each time we light a chalice, we renew our commitment to our Unitarian Universalist faith. With a spark of a match, we make it new again, as fresh and surprising as the first day we encountered this spiritual community, we realized we were home. Yes, indeed. That's our theme for the month of March, which is commitment. More information on our UCE website. Please check it out. Lots of information. And it's time for me to have a comfort break. We'll see you in the chat room.
So are we going to get put into, um, oh, hi, Gloria. Okay, I was just made host. I'll do that right now. That was a fabulous service, uh, Susan. It really was. It was lovely. I totally agree. I love your your picking out the uh, special route to sing the song. You can be anything that you want to be. I thought that was so beautiful. It brought tears to my eyes. Hello. Hi, Karen. How is everyone today? pretty well how about you i'm doing good I'm looking forward to pie day oh is today pie day today is pie day 